What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 27 of the Disc Golf Podcast. I am Robin, along with my co-host, Joe. Say hello. Hey, gang! Hey, just a quick warning before I get rolling. This is probably going to be an alcohol-heavy episode. Yeah. We uh, we have some bets to settle between Joe and I. I already settled mine. Joe already took care of his, but... But yeah, there's going to be a little bit, there's going to be one extra review. Unfortunately for me, I'm going to review something that I probably, one, probably has never been reviewed. True. And, and True. Uh, two. Yeah, I bet it has, but. So, just a fair warning. If you got your kids, number one, if you're listening with your kids, what, no. You need to stop that yeah, right Yeah, like, now. listen to it first, and like, you can, uh, like, set time markers, and just like, every once in a while go, Ah! <laughs> just make a real loud noise. Earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. Earmuffs. Like we're we're pretty good. We don't we don't say too many expletives, but uh, they come up. <laughs> Dad, why do they review an animal? <laughs> oh, I totally got. Uh, sorry, uh, on on Facebook, someone like called it like uh, dear, like D I E R, like. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe like, they're from like beer, B B I E R. Right. Okay. Right. Sure. And I was just like. Eh, I'm down. That's not, that's not how we spell it, but it's cool. That's fine. I, I got no problem. Joe's, of course, referring to our deer review, which is our disc and beer pairing. Which is world famous. Our world famous disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc and a beer, review them together, and tell you whether it should be in your bag. So, we will get to that in this episode. We got a great episode. We uh, In our last little mini podcast, we did a review, a not a review, a recap of the world championships that went down, so we'll give you our kind of final thoughts on that now right. that we've... Had another 24 hours to uh, to digest the, the awesome tournament that was the World Championships. We're going to preview the Ledgestone Open. we got another awesome tournament coming up uh, that is another Disc Golf Pro Tour event. So we'll have live coverage, again, from Smashbox. And um, it just all the pros right back at it again. One big tournament after another. It's a it's great time of year. We have to remember this when it's December and we or are January digging, or February. digging deep to find things to talk about that we have like this wonderful, awesome time smack in the middle of disc golf season, right right, right, right. off of, of the world championships. So maybe next year when we get to that time, we'll have a guest, maybe. Um, I mean, our studio is pretty prestigious, <laughs> so I, I'm not 100% sold on that, but we'll see. Yeah, we're going to be like reviewing what to do when your tea pad is muddy. It's gonna be, that's going to be a segment. Right. Well, hey, but we're going to be able to say muddy, whereas a lot of people in the country are yeah. saying, like, frozen solid. Yeah, so pretty we'll, much. we'll live with it. So we'll talk about that. We have a disc giveaway winner from, from last week, the disc we reviewed, the uh, Dynamic Discs Enforcer. We are going to announce the winner of that and give that disc away to a lucky listener. And we also have our deer review. We're going to review the Westside Harp in yep. honor of Ricky Wysocki's, uh win. In the World Championships, our new World Championship, uh, Richard Wysocki. Ricardo. So, and we're going to review that along with Moylan's, uh, Moylan's Brewery, Danny's Irish Style Red. Ale. Ale. Yeah. And then so. we're also going to tell you guys about, kind of sprinkled in there, um, I alluded to it I think like two or three episodes ago, a cool social media platform that we can uh, all kind of connect better with. So we'll we'll drop that in at the very end, and then unfortunately, I lost a bet to Joe, which we've mentioned many many times in the last few episodes because it's been coming on. But 
We did a bet that was on disc, uh, disc golf making it to Sports Center top ten, setting the over under at six, which was dumb. Why didn't I say six point five? Well, because it was four last year. Yeah, yeah. And like we were like ah. Yeah, but I first mean, you of all, were like ah, and I. Yeah. Listen, I thought I lost the bet when I made it. Yeah. I felt like the over under was like ridiculous. Yeah. But my reasoning that I gave was solid. I just didn't believe my reasoning when I said it. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, we bet a a. Uh, the off a, a, a malt beverage. So I'm going to review. I don't even know what it is yet, and I'm guessing that Joe probably kept it like on the hood of his car all day and has let it just like cook in the sun. So I didn't. It's, it's, uh, it's probably it's colder than what I usually drink beers at. So for those of you listening for the craft beer review in the latter part of this segment, I did drink some of this beer beforehand and formed my thoughts on it before whatever A this taster. this like awful liquid is destroys my palate and prevents me from actually reviewing it. It's it's so. going to. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, this ba- this can of battery acid. I'm guessing. Uh, I mean. Kind of looks like a battery. Oh, great! Oh, so this is gonna be terrific. I'm just super pumped already. Just, I mean, you're not that upset. It's really tomorrow morning when you wake up for work that yeah you're gonna be yeah when I upset when I get up for work at like at like five forty five. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yay! So, you might have to call in sick to yourself because you're the owner of your business. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> that Oops. might not work. I don't, yeah, I don't think it will. Yeah, there's, there's there's no one to fill in for me if if I do that. So. Yep, you're, you're so just have a great that might not tomorrow. work so hot. But you know, whatever. I'll we're, just we're we're fine. I'll just sleep we're on fine. the bathroom floor or something. Right? That's that's the thing. I mean, who doesn't do that? Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So that's our episode. We've got some great stuff coming forward. What I'd like to cover real quick, even though we already covered the majority of the world championships in our mini uh, worlds recap, which if you didn't listen to that yet we did a quick hit podcast that we released on tuesday of this week this last tuesday and we just talked everything worlds yep. but do you have any more thoughts impressions that we didn't cover do you how do you feel about how it went down ricky the new champion is he the best player in the world now yeah yeah of course yes yeah he is he is you can't um he is not uh the best player of like the half decade or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Macbeth has a spot there, um, and by the end of the year, it, it might not be him. But right yeah. now, if you're going to ask me who's the best disc golfer in the world, I'm going to tell you straight up: it's yeah. Ricky Wysocki. Yeah, I I 100% agree. He's been playing the best over the course of this oh, year yeah. as well. Oh yeah. So we're not talking about one tournament. This has been the entirety of this disc golf uh-huh. season. He has, with with the exception of one or two events, uh, come out victorious. So, and it has been, you know, really quite dom- doing it in dominant fashion. Right. So. right. And I guess so. I don't think that I don't think there's a lot of argument about that um, as we're talking about our kind of wrap up thoughts. But I have like seen and heard people starting to say that they don't feel Macbeth is number two in mm-hmm. the world, which I just think is ridiculous. Yeah. Like that's crazy. The majority of the time that Ricky and Paul are playing in tournaments, Paul is coming in second. And a mm-hmm. lot of times, it's like a playoff at the end. Granted, like, Rick ran away with it for sure. And that's why it's easy to say Ricky's number one. Yeah. But there's no one in the game that's consistently yeah. close it to really Ricky is, aside from it's, Paul. It's 1A, 1B, and then everybody else. Yep. In my opinion. It's not even... It, it's, I mean, I think it's like 1A, 1C. Ooh. 
Well, who's who's B? There isn't one. You can't just skip B. I did, though. Well, it doesn't work. I'm pretty sure there's lots of Okay, I'll take it back. It's one and two. Like, I don't know it's one A, one B. <laughs> it's one and two, and then, like, a four. There's not really a three. Okay, well, you just skipped another. This doesn't make sense. Well, three is, like, ever-changing. Oh, okay. Like, three, like, is a mix and match. I think three through probably Three eight. is Cam Todd. No, no, <laughs> it's not. I mean, Cam Todd's awesome. I'm not taking away from But I think three through eight. Is uh, ever changing. You know, there's that five right there that are pretty much kind of can mm-hmm. mix and match, and you're not surprised. Maybe even three through ten. Yeah. But it's it's really kind of mix and match from there. We, I agree. Your your Sextons, your your Eagles, your Uliberries, your Das, Nate Das. You got you got uh, Nico in there. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's totally like a mixed bag, and it's really like who um, can string their whole game together. Who can yeah. putt. And approach and drive consistently. And I think the only times that Rick and Paul don't do well is every once in a while they have a hiccup where one piece of that game mm-hmm. is off. Yeah. But the majority of the time, both of them fire on all cylinders on every facet. Yep. I agree. And it'll be great to see them continue to, to bow for the rest of the year. We still got quite a few tournaments well, left. I, not even the rest of the year. Like, these dudes are young. <laughs> like this is gonna be a long time. I there's know. some up and comers, there's some bombers, but for these guys to be as consistent as they are in all three like big facets of the game, um we're we're buckling in for like this is like Peyton Manning Tom Brady. Alright. Well, who's who which one's which? Ooh, so well I I would say um I mean at this point it, you know the 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 tale of the titles would say that Ricky's well, Peyton, because yeah, he's... totally, no, totally, <laughs> totally, and then but it's also like it comes down to like where your fan base is almost to where who you say is better, right? Yeah, like yeah. you could say, um, oh, that's good. I just brought up a crazy conundrum. Um, I I would say yeah, at this point, Ricky would be. Ricky would be ah, see. Well, we're at the beginning. We're at the beginning. Yeah, that's what we have to point out. We're at the very well. Beginning. Still, but but Paul has four titles. He does. So that's not that's not the beginning. That's already that's so, already Tom Brady but, territory. But but not necessarily because it's a little <laughs> bit different in the sense that head to head, I feel like Peyton and Tom went back to back, like back and forth a lot. Uh-huh. It wasn't as lopsided at, like head to head. So if you put it that way. Um, because it's an individual sport. Okay, I'm not. I'm getting too far into it. <laughs> Anyways, my analogy was good. You went too far. We don't need to get that deep. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Whatever. In just... in in like six years, uh-huh. uh, when we're still doing this podcast, which I feel like we totally will yeah. be, um, we can. I hope so. We can look back on it. That'd be like episode three hundred, something along those lines. Uh, yeah. Well, if we start mixing in the little minis, we'll yeah, see what we get. maybe more. But Which we're not... we Are we going to do one after? I don't know. We'll see. I think we probably we'll, are. We'll I know you're that. saying what we're thinking about. We'll, we'll probably think. do a little mini set after Ledgestone. That would be that'd be good. I'm going to be right. honest. That's probably going to happen. All right, Joe. I think we, we've talked enough worlds. If you want to hear more about worlds, go back, listen to our, our worlds recap. We uh, we talked in depth about you know pretty pretty close to all the angles we felt were important. Right. And I think if you don't, I'm just going to die if you don't, you know, give this to me and, and, and okay. let, me, let me work through it. So here's the thing. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this. We said 16 ounce. Uh-huh. I couldn't find 16 ounce. 
you don't have to finish this. You got to get like a good two thirds though. <laughs> what? You got to get 16 ounces worth of this 24 ounce this beverage. This is cheating. It's not cheating. You don't have to finish just, it. I'm calling it foul. You don't have to finish it. You have to drink 16. We said 16 ounces of malt beverage. I think you have to drink the remaining ounces. We can share. We can share. So, as I've said before, uh, so so here's the thing. I'll, I'll step back. Um, what's the name of our winner? His name is Darren LeMay. Darren LeMay sent a really solid pick. He uh, said a fruit-flavored still reserve. And if you know anything about Steel Reserve, it's super gross. Um, we have both drank a lot of it, to be totally honest. Don't lie. I have not drank a lot of fruit-flavored Steel Reserve. No, no, no. Steel Reserve in general. Oh. I don't know if I'd say a lot. You have drank... you had... Time out. We don't need to talk about me yet. <laughs> have you had more you than... Had have lot. you stopped? Have you had more than three 40s of Steel Reserve in your life? Uh, don't even... Uh, please. Uh, stop. Yes. You know, I feel like I was more of an old English guy. Yes, but still still hit there. You, yes. uh, I call BS. Anyways, I've had a few. Um, They make like a fruit flavored malt beverage. And so I was at the liquor store trying to find the, the, the beverage for Robin. And I saw that. And there was blackberry and there was a spiked punch. And I was going to get the spiked punch because we actually in a previous has nothing to do with disc golf. Uh, a friend of ours, we kind of made him drink a Blackberry Still Reserve. So I figured we'd try the new flavor, and then I feel felt like... It was, it was another bachelor party hijinks. Yep. I felt like Robin uh, might actually like the Spike Punch one, and I didn't want to give him a treat. I think compared to whatever this is, and so, it Robin, probably would. Uh, I believe you've had this before. I'm just going to hand this over. You can hear I the crinkling of the bag. I don't think I've had this before. I think you have. I don't think so. I think you have... Jesus. <clears throat> Why don't you tell uh, the folks what it is? I'm holding a 24-ounce uh, 4 uh, loco Gold, which is just a paltry 14% alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Thanks for that, Joe. Uh, let's see. Alcohol facts. Uh, basically says it's 14% alcohol. It has a premium malt beverage with artificial flavor and caramel color. Oh, I was wondering what color it would be. I uh, love it too. There's like not a flavor. It's not like mango or lemonade. It's it's gold. And then there's some government warnings about you know pregnant women not drinking it and your dick falling off and stuff like that. Um, it looks uh, delicious. Contains alcohol. That's that's great. Uh, God. I love you, Robin. This is gonna be terrible. So this is what you get, kids, when you make bets that are ill-informed. When you don't believe in disc golf. Oh. So I'm going to do my best to give this a very professional review for everyone. I really, like, I really want you to go in depth like the flavors. <laughs> All right. So first impression is Red Bull. Okay. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a Red Bull that somebody poured rubbing alcohol into. That would be like just okay. my general impression of right. that. Um. Uh, the 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 caramel color is apparent. I mean, I can I can see that on the rim of the, of the can. It's uh, it's it's brown. It's brown for sure. <laughs> you're just drinking you're drinking like sock water with booze in it. <laughs> there there very well could be a dirty sock at the bottom of it. Oh my god, this just tastes like alcohol. Oh my god, and it's only fourteen percent. This is disgusting. 
This is so. What disgusting. else? Tell me more about the flavors. Um, What's it doing to your palate? Uh, it kind of has like a vitamin aftertaste, like it, okay. like a chewable vitamin. Okay. Like if you were to if you were to like take a swig of rubbing alcohol and then and then chew some vitamin C or something. Okay. I, I think that's. So so you're saying it has like a citrus flavor? It tastes like chemicals. <laughs> like if you were to to take the bathroom deodorant in your house and like spray it in some water, that's pretty close. I'd say, like the Febreze, like. Yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. But it's gold. You're such an asshole. But it's gold. God. Look, I totally had the Blackberry. I had the spiked punch in my hand. I went, no, Blackberry. I had the Blackberry in my hand. And I was like, uh. And then I saw the gold. I'm so making you drink the bottom half of this. It's like. It's, I'm going to make sure to backwash it's like so in, honor, this. in honor of the Olympics, I just felt like we should go for gold. Oh, yeah. This is in honor of Ricky Wysocki winning his world championship and, and the U.S. winning hella gold medals. Right. And yeah. and in honor of uh, Paige Pierce throwing a dagger ace doubles and getting on Sports Center Top 10 for the sixth video of the year. Oh, my God. Well, listen, so we had a bet, too. So Rob and I had a bet about Worlds. Uh, I thought Paul, for like the fifth time in a row, was going to win and lost again. Uh, so I drank a Buzz Ball before we started the podcast. Uh, so it's actually, it's, it's, it's Buzz Balls, B-U-Z-Z-B-A-L-L-Z. I didn't oh. realize that. Mm. Maybe it's like an off-brand one. Maybe it's not even like the original. It looks like, like um, an Basically, it is a little sphere of awful. Yeah. Well, I would rather drink two of those than this. Jeez. This is, this is like, oh, I mean, at least that's only two and a half ounces or whatever. This is just like slow death. Yeah, but this is 20%. Oh, I can, I have diabetes already. How much sugar is that? Oh, it doesn't tell you. Oh, I don't know, but there's got to It only be has lot. alcohol facts. It doesn't have, doesn't have health facts or like, it's oh. just, just alcohol facts. Wow, I think we need to move on to this Well, here's segment. the thing, too. Uh, if you didn't know, like, Four Loko used to have caffeine in it, too. Yeah. And I think Four Loko is the reason caffeine was taken away from alcohol. Ugh. I mean, I, I have heart palpitations just thinking about that. Because this is... Amazing? <sighs> All right, let's talk about I mean, Lipstone. It's, it's <laughs> amazingly awful, is what... You're, or is that where we're going? You go ahead. You're Sorry. such a jerk. I'm never making a bet with you ever again. This is that's that's BS because we totally we're gonna make all sorts of bets. Uh, if you didn't know, which you probably have, if you listen, we're in a fantasy football league together, um, and we're actually out of three years, we're the only champions in the league. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely gonna be some bets in that. Don't lie. Yeah, Don't lie to me probably. or yourself. I mean, overall, if if you want to get hobo drunk really fast, this and I'm guessing this thing was probably like two dollars or something. Two like ninety nine. Oh my god! But we're in Sonoma, like. We're in wine country. Things are expensive. Like yeah. if you're, if we were in Chico right now, that's probably like a dollar fifty. Probably. You know, what? I'll be. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with our listeners and, and with each other right now. If these existed when we were in Chico, we would be pretty well versed in them. I don't know, man. This I don't know about the gold. I don't know about the gold. The gold's over bad. the. The gold's over the top. But like the, the the little brothers that are only twelve percent, we'd probably know them. God. Kind of well. So, I mean, my overall impression, if I had to rate it on a 1 to 5, I'd probably give it like a 0.5 just because it's effective. So is it going in your bag? Hell no. 
<laughs> it's a. Uh, I mean, the color is nice. It it looks alcoholic colored. Um, so if you race, race if, for the disc golf course, if, it's like a, you got out of your car and shit your pants and just yeah. had to go home. <laughs> if if you really like uh, chemically tasting alcohol drinks, I, this would be great for you. I mean, it, it's it comes in a tall can, which makes it even more effective at fourteen percent alcohol. This is like a bottle of wine. What the. This is ridiculous. Oh, that's probably exactly... That's probably over a bottle of wine. Dude, it's a lot more than a bottle of wine. Oh, my God. Ugh. No, it's it's pretty much exactly... Yeah, it's over. It's like a it's liter over. of wine. Yeah. It's not a 750. It's like a liter a, of wine. It is. Oh, my God. I didn't think about that when I bought it. This is like drinking a bottle of wine. I didn't think about it that way. Wow, it This is. is like drinking a bottle of strong Zinfandel, except it tastes like... It tastes like toilet water with a with a urinal <laughs> you're, cake you're, in it. You're drinking like a uh, like a, a no, not even a like a a liter bottle, like the big bottle of like the bad wines. But it still tastes worse. I'm so glad I the beer we're actually reviewing I drank before this because this is like my tongue is numb. This is ridiculous. All right, well, Leadstone let Open. Let's talk some disc golf. Woo! I'm feeling really excited now with. with <laughs> Oh. Ron was giving me a death stare, and that'll probably continue <coughs> for the next 15 minutes until his vision starts to blur, and he doesn't know what's happening, and God. then <laughs> the death stare will go away. So, <laughs> Disc Golf Pro Tour number four, the Ledgestone Insurance Open, of which uh, our, one of our, our favorite disc golf companies, InfiniteDiscs.com, is a major sponsor it's of. true, and that's what we gave uh, the... The Undertaker. Yes. Yep. The Discraft Undertaker, which is one of the uh, signature discs for this event, uh, which is a, a great, um, I believe nine speed, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which was re- we really like that disc, and it's showing up in a lot of people's bags, as I can see too. So, uh, and we get live coverage from Smashbox again, which is awesome. We both raved about the Smashbox coverage from Worlds, and we hope that it's you know somewhere close to that because. That was some of the best coverage we've seen. No, it was fantastic. Out of a disc golf event. And uh, this is going to be in Illinois, is where the uh, the Ledgestone Insurance Open is. So we're excited to see. And all the, the big pros right back in action. you got Paul McBeth and Ricky Wysocki going to go at it right again, right after the week. So I think, I think pretty much all the big names from Worlds are there. Yes. Yes. They, that is true. So is there going to be a, a Champions Hangover? Is Ricky Wysocki gonna show up cocky and and uh, and and spit this one All away? Right, with so an angry so we Paul we, we talked about this earlier, and um, I was gonna say no, but I was thinking about, like, is his ankle like all the way there? Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I'm I'm sure it's fine. I mean, considering how he shot with a with the bum ankle, I wouldn't be worried about it at all. To be honest, so and okay. we should mention that this tournament starts. Tomorrow, which is Thursday, we record this on on Wednesday. So, this is Wednesday the seventeenth when we're recording this, and it starts on August eighteenth, which is a Thursday. So, by the time you listen to this, when we release this podcast, there will be a round in the books. Yep. Maybe even two if you don't get on it right away. Right. So, but you should get on it. <clears throat> so, but another, you know, these disc golf pro tour events have been have been a lot of fun, and you can follow them live on the UDisc app. Yeah. Which is a, a great disc golf app. I, I happen to have it and like it quite a bit. And, I don't have it, but it looks pretty cool. And um, and then we'll have live Smashbox coverage. 
and uh, no doubt there will be some some next day videos as has been happening with the other tournaments from you know we we saw great videos come out from Jomez and Central Coast Disc Golf uh, those guys really really worked hard to get us edited concise coverage of those tournaments and get it out in a hurry so totally yeah. all right um I'll be honest, I don't know the courses super well, so I can't really go in-depth on that at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we just get after picks? I think so. I think so. Why don't you start this? Yeah, I think, I think I get to start because I won last week's picks by choosing... Well, and then I drank a buzz ball, all right? We already talked about it. By choosing Ricky Wysocki to win and Paul McBeth to place. See, I'm already slurring. I know. This, this is going to be real this bad. This is really bad. It's going to be real bad real quick, I'm but gonna... we love you. We gave you the warning up front. God. Joe, you better be ready to carry this episode because this is... This is, I mean, as long as you're here and, like, just mumbling things, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, uh, so, I, I picked Rick and then Paul to play second, so I get to go first. All right. Uh, and I'm going to steal from you. I'm taking Nate Doss. No! Yeah. You are a jerk and a half. Well, you know what? You give me a, a four loco gold, and that's what I'm going to do to you. That was exactly what I was going to go with, and now I can't do that. Yeah, I know. Now I can't do that. Yeah. Oh, you're... Nate Doss is... Going to place third because I personally have been really a, a proponent of Nate Doss this whole year <laughs> and have been picking him, you know, fairly consistently to win these tournaments. Oh, really? Because I'm pretty positive. I pick him every week. Uh, yeah. Well. Um, well, then I'm going to steal out of your bag and I'm going to go with n- nope. I'm going to go with Eagle McMahon. Oh, that's a good pick. I was going to say Nate Sexton, but mm. I want Eagle McMahon. I mean, it'd be an even better pick if Eagle McMahon was playing. Is he not playing? <laughs> is he for real not playing? All right, then Nate Sexton it is. That's fine. Nate Sexton, third place. I asked you if everyone was playing that played last week, that, and you were like, yeah. You lied to me. I could have just let you go with it. Well, I'm happy you didn't. <laughs> You're a big jerk. So, Nate Sexton, all right, number two. Number two, I'm taking Ricky Wysocki. I think there is going to be a championship hangover. All right. And I think pissed off for greatness, Paul McBeth is going to win. I like don't like you right now, but it's okay because you're drinking the four local gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take Paul McBeth for number two. Mm. I think you have to. Well, of course. <laughs> so and I, What did I say? I told you this so many times. I might even said on a little mini episode. <clears throat> I've picked Paul like five times straight and he's lost. Now that I'm not picking him to win, he's totally going to win. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think there's no motivation greater than, than losing the world, cha- the world Championships in the fashion that he did. And uh, Rick stoked the fire a little bit after in his, in his interviews and in his talk. And I think nothing motivates a, a great player like, like doubting and, and, um, and someone calling you out. So, and Rick didn't really call him out, but he just... He just Made, he nudged him. Yeah, it was it was a little nudge. So I think that Paul McBeth is going to respond and and get a little consolation prize, which is the the Ledgestone Open. So this is also a big time money uh, tournament. There's like three hundred k in in prize money for for the uh, players, which is one of the biggest ever, I I think. So big time money. Dang. Yeah, I, it was ten k for worlds for the for the winner. So, um, I'm not sure what the, the, the purse is on this one. I could probably look on the Ledgestone Open website, Disc Golf Pro Tour. No, that's, that's not true. So, I, if we, uh, I don't think we need to, like, hold it out any longer. I'm going Rick. Rick for the win. 
It's been working for me all year. I know. Remember, like, the first time we, like, did this and I won and then that was cool and then it hasn't <laughs> happened ever since? That was pretty not cool. Well. I mean, it was cool, but. You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked either way, but I do think we're going to see some combination of Rick and Paul in the top two. So, uh, I, I think that's that's pretty much a lock that we will see them 1-2 in this tournament. And, you know, who knows who actually comes out on top, but I think that it's that Paul is going to not let this continue. So, uh, the MPO first place is $7,000. Dang! See, Paul's going to win that. So... 4500 for second and 3500 for third. So, you know, pretty comparable to the to the world championships payout. So, that's that's pretty great. That's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, that's what's it's really going to take for disc golf to get to that like yeah. next tier of of sports. And I mean, even 10th place pays out 1800 and 25th still pays out 1000. You know, you got Like where where do you stop being cashing? Um, uh, 150. If you place one uh, hundred fifty, there's 320 players in this field. Um, but if you if you uh, place after 150, you don't get any money. But it's 200 bucks for no. for one. If only you could drink alcohol on the course. <laughs> like that would be my strategy. You know, I would just offer beers to everyone all the time. I don't think that would work with professional disc golfers. I mean, that bottom like 150 though, probably. Uh, maybe, maybe. I'd just be like, hey, just drink with me. And then by, like, the end of each round, they'd be just, like, shmammered and I'd be all right. Yeah, you'd give them a Four loco Gold that you would, like, pour into a some sort of craft beer container, right? No, I wouldn't have, like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, exactly. But it'd be like, listen, I can hang. This is I unbelievably bad. Like, I... I don't... Listen, I wasn't about to get you a treat. <laughs> so so the, here's the, the other reason I got you 24 ounces the only 16 ounce cans they had where I went were like Mike's hard lemonade mm. or gotcha. harder lemonade or whatever and I was like gotcha. Robin will be like giddy with a smile I can't do that <laughs> that's not okay so I well, gotta, I gotta I'm get so glad bad. You, you decided to, to, to get me this I mean it's just really I mean my, my buzz ball wasn't that great really exciting so Ledgestone Open should be a great event. We get more live coverage, which is great for disc golf. I'll definitely be tuning in. Tomorrow, I believe, uh, on Thursday, the start time is 2.30 Central Time, which is of no use to you, our listeners, because it will have already happened. But uh, we'll have similar time starts on so Friday. So does that mean it'll be 12.30 here? Yeah. 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 And uh, then we've got Saturday, and I believe, let me look on the – on the schedule again here for um, how many rounds are going? Yeah. So we have a Saturday round and a Sunday round as well. So is it a final nine or is it a full round? I don't know. I believe it's full round. Oh, nice. Yeah. But it, it could be a final nine, but I, I think it's a full round. That's fantastic. I have to have to take a look, but uh, really excited for that. Should be great. It's awesome to see. It's this is always great when you don't have a a layoff after a big event. When you get everybody back out there, you know, back on the grind playing disc golf, and and it's going to be great. I'm not sure why Eagle isn't on here, but maybe he's just taking taking a little bit of a rest. Was he playing basketball with Rick and Paul? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that, kids. 
Man. Rick's kind of lanky, too. Like, I bet he tries to dunk. How tall is Rick? He's got to be, like, 6'2". Six 6'2", two? Six two probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. An athletic 6'2". I mean, there are athletic, like, 5'6 dudes who can dunk. Well, I, I know that we're just, we're Germ is easily the, the biggest disc golfer at 6'6". Six six. But they don't they don't list uh they don't list height or weight or anything like that on on PDGA, so not yet. We won't get to see. I don't that. know. I said yet, but but <clears throat> remember when you were gonna pick Eagle and I saved you? Thank you. Yeah. Remember when I got you a four local gold, and then you still saved me? I do. I just took a sip of it, I and you. it still tastes like ass. I appreciate you. It still tastes like ass. Just complete ass. Like like ah. Uh. Hmm. Like dip your butt in nail polish remover, pour it in a can. That's what this is. That's kind of sweet, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like that's, there's a little there's a little honey on top. That's terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you to Darren Lemay for suggesting a drink for me, and uh, then Joe ignoring it and getting whatever the the frick he wanted. But we will be sending Darren LeMay of Florida a moonshine enforcer. So, good on him. He gets a great disc, which was one of Ricky Wysocki's oh, totally. you know, go-to drivers. Really, in the Kansas wind, the overstable enforcer is a, a great tool for a powerful arm. So, hopefully, Darren uh, has a cannon for an arm and can make use of this enforcer. And I'll, I'll be mailing that out to him soon. And, I, I Darren, I wish... Joe would have taken your advice on on this drink because that would have been, I'm guessing a hundred times better than than what I'm dealing with I'm right sure. now. I'm sure. I'm sure it would have been like, oh, it's not that good, but yeah. it's not awful. This is awful. Like this is terrible. I don't know how. Uh, so, but that being said, it's time for our deer review, our world famous disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc and a beer. Right. We review them together and tell you whether you should bag it. We call it a deer review. It's known around yeah. the world. Today we have the harp. Which know. is another disc that Ricky Wysocki yeah. crushes and knows what to do with. It, basically, whenever Ricky Wysocki is within 250 feet of the basket, he's pulling out the harp. And you'll see it constantly. He has a blue BT hard harp. You can see it, almost every hole he was pulling that thing out for some sort of approach shot, forehand or backhand. He throws it both, but uh, the harp is an a, I'll say, I mean, it's stable to overstable putter. It, it has kind of a mid-rangey feel to it in terms of the shape with the flat top, and it's got a, you know, a bit of a bevel on like the underside. a mega flat top. Yeah, and, and the bevel on the underside makes it seem like a bit of a mid-range, so kind of like a, like a hybrid mid-range putter type mold that you're, you're feeling on here. The slightest of beads. In fact, I didn't even really totally notice the bead, but but it does have one. So um, it it's a, a terrific oh, it's super disc. Slight. Yeah. So the flight numbers on it, it's a speed four, a glide three, a turn zero, and the uh, the disc itself listed as a fade of three. The infinite discs website that we Who use, we tend, to kind of trust. we tend to kind of defer to because they they use uh, adjusted numbers puts it as a fade of two, which I think, to be perfectly honest, is a, is a much closer uh, yeah, it's definitely more accurate approximation. So, but we're pairing this wonderful harp with uh, Danny's Irish red uh, Irish style red ale from Moylan's, which is a local Bay Area brewery. 
and this is a, a nice red ale. And we're pairing that because the harp is is something that is on the uh, Irish coat of arms. There you go. So we're so doing we're Irish with Irish. We're going Irish with Irish with this. And, you know, West Side kind of goes with these medieval style stamps and everything, too. So we've got this Moylan's Celtic uh, Celtic beer label, and we've got kind of a, a medieval West Side look on here. So it works. Yeah. We think so. Yeah. We had to dig deep. We wanted We did. We did. We had a few ideas. We uh, wanted to review the harp really bad. And we wanted to do harp with harp, but just although we do love harp, you know, on a St. Patty's Day, like harp is 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 nice, but we it figured, doesn't really fit with what we roll with on yeah. this podcast. And we figured that nobody really wanted to hear us review harp. Right. So. It'd be like, we're gonna do a review of Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> or over the summer, America. Yeah. <laughs> Let's review some Guinness. All right. No, everybody knows what Guinness no. tastes like. It's a, so. it's a, it's Guinness. So we, we had to dig deep for this one to get this out. So, but the harp, let's get back to that because I think this is a disc that uh, can fit in, in most people's bags. Yeah, in terms I think so. It's a stable, I would consider approach or off the tea putter. It, it's not going to go right for you. I, it's, it's not. It's not as overstable as I think most people think it is it's not gonna one of those discs that like the pig that we reviewed right previously, it doesn't hook up right where away. it's gonna start to go left right away you can get some good glide out of it and and get it to fly flat for for a good portion of the flight uh, it has a, a nice deep rim and and feels good for me both forehand and backhand and <clears throat> just a good dependable disc you know exactly what it's going to do which i i think is one of the things that really important in your bag especially with approach discs like this when you know exactly what it's going to do when it's not going to be an unpredictable even even if it's not the perfect flight you can pull it out and be like okay i know that i'm not going to make that mistake over to that side or yep. or or something like yep. that i know that even if i don't put this in perfect the perfect shot's not high percentage i know where this is going to go and I can get it close enough where I've still got a chance to mm-hmm. save myself some strokes. And that's what this disc is to me. Uh, it, it's a multi-purpose approach putter that can handle pretty much any type of shot you put on it, whether it be forehand or backhand or even you know some overhand shots for kind of getting out of the bush and things like that. Yeah. I've, I've done it a couple times where I did some kind of close-range pancake shots and stuff like that to get up and over an object and, nope, and no pot get myself uh yeah uh get myself close so uh, great disc it, yeah this this disc in in the last three months uh, i have a bt hard and a bt soft and this disc pushed its way into my bag and pushed out the p2 which is saying a lot. So right, I as very similar, yeah. right? In in your mind, yeah, they're they're both the P two is a stable disc. Uh, to me, the harp felt better in my hand. Mm-hmm. I just liked the way it felt better, and that was the real defining factor. Uh, you know, I have an S line P two that I that I had in there for a while, and I still have an Envy in my bag that that is more of an off the tee type disc that rather than an approach type disc for in terms of putters, but it it really did push those out and and fill that kind of kind of void and and the reason it did was because for me the feel of it and the fact i don't really forehand that p2 but i can forehand this harp uh, and and do it really well so yeah uh, that was that was a great a great addition for me so ricky throws bt hard 
I prefer BT Soft, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing, too. You know, um, it kind of depends for me where I would go. I think with the soft, like, it is pretty rubbery. He's, he's drinking the uh, the Four loco. Um But I think there's something that would stick. You know, if, if you needed to put it down and not have it go too far, it's going to stick. And then with the hard, the, the exact opposite. If you needed to get a little skip or some slide on the ground, the hard would be a, a good place to go. Yeah. Or uh, if you're... I think it could handle a little bit more power. Though, to be honest, throwing both of them, I can't tell the difference in the flight pattern. Um, but I think you're right that it's, it's probably more of a landing type. Yeah. Thing. I think, I mean, that's the only thing that I would do to change up. Um, so I threw them and I mean, I cranked them in like into a straight headwind with no doubt. I mean, I felt comfortable just throwing it right off the bat that it wasn't going to turn over on me. Um, I think it's would fit in my bag in like such a small way that, that I'm not too sure about it. For me, it kind of fits right in between my judge and my gator in the sense, uh-huh. I can see uh, that, you know, my, my, my judge with, when I throw it on with, with a hyzer, like it's going to get me a certain distance mm-hmm. and I, and then my gator, I can throw out flat and it's going to glide a little bit further, get out there further before it hooks up. Um, with this, it this kind of it fits right in the middle of those two flight patterns. Yeah, I, that makes total sense to me. I'm, the Gator being a mid range of an overstable mid range disc that has consistent flight, and uh, the Harp, I think that makes yeah. absolute sense. So, so yeah. that's kind of where it fits for me. It would have to be like a really specific, like 175 feet. Like I'd basically have to dial in um, when I crank this. This is when it turns over, or this is where it hooks up and, and comes back. Um, I did like it. I I was pretty surprised how much glide it did have. I mean, I know it says three glide, and that's probably right, but I think for a putter, and especially for one that's like stable overstable, uh-huh. it's got a lot of glide. Like, yeah. it would just go on a nice straight line for a while and have a nice, easy fade. So I think mm-hmm. the two is more realistic than the, than the three. Like, it didn't hook up and just crunch back. It was like a nice slow glide back to the left i always knew it was going to come back to the left there was never a worry um granted i didn't really try and crank it on anheuser purely because i don't think i ever would like it doesn't it doesn't it's it's like going out with a firebird and trying to like yeah any a firebird there are easier ways to get the line you right want. right and it just with less effort exactly in my mind it just didn't make sense yeah. to try and like crank an anheuser with something that Purely if I was going to use it was going to be because I would trust it to come back left. Mm-hmm. Um, it was clean. I mean, I threw both the, the hard and the soft together, like back and forth. And just like Ron was saying, in the hand, I couldn't really tell the difference. And really in the flight pattern, they're really similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I threw some nice big, um, like, hyzer bombs with it. And... It, it kind of comes, like, straight down. Like, that's where that fade also hits in. Like, you're not going to put it way out there, and it's not going to crunch back super hard. It's a it's a putter, so it's not going to get picked up by the wind and 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 move a lot to the left. Um, it's just a nice, consistent, clean disc. I think, yeah, it, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it's the... made it into my bag. I think... Talking about the two plastics, the BT Hard and the, the BT Soft, 
that we have here. I have the BT Soft has been in my bag for a little while and has worn really well. The BT Hard, which is fairly new, only a few weeks old to be honest, has a lot of nicks in it. Yeah. And we play on some rocky courses, and uh, you know the my the property I live on where I practice has some some rocks and some things that hit. So this BT Hard, while it is a hard, stiffer plastic, which if that's what you like, it will be a much better choice for you. It also has taken a lot more wear than my my soft one. There's there's zero nicks, maybe one or two small little dings in my soft harp. My hard harp in just a short amount of time has probably six or seven pretty, oh, yeah. it's, pretty it's, good it's dings up. Yeah. around the outside. So the plastic, while it is firm, it is also a little bit brittle. So what's the what's the comparison uh, from like this disc and like a judge in price? Because I haven't bought one. They're both technically putters. Are they? Are they fairly cheap? Or are they... yeah, these these I think the the BT Soft was like thirteen dollars or something, and the BT Hard was fourteen something like that. So they but they range they're... like ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. So I, my only thought is, you know, if you're throwing hard, you're probably gonna need to start layering. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. I mean, depending on the courses you're at, if you're at a very rocky area, I would say you probably want to go with the soft plastic because it will, you know, take that impact against the rocks a little bit better and not get as dinged up. But if you're playing grassy courses, the BT Hard Harp's going to be fine. Right, and we're, we're middle of summer too, so in another, you know, three months, three or four months, we're going to start getting back to the nice wet and the green grass, mm-hmm. and uh, things aren't going to get eaten up as much as they do right now. Yeah, I agree. So that that's the, the BT Hard and the BT Soft Harp that we talked about. Great disc. The, these are heralded. Everybody that I talk to loves loves this harp. So uh, check it out if you're looking for that sort of space to fill in your bag for, right. for an overstable to stable putter uh, for approach shots. This is a great disc to, right. to put in there. So. And when we say flat, it is oh yeah, it's a plate dead flat. Yeah, it's perfectly flat on top. So the beer, uh, which I can't taste because well, you tasted it earlier um, though. So all like... of the the uh, sensory taste glands on my tongue are just completely seared off. Oh, the, the sensory taste glands? Yeah, the sensory taste glands. It's a, look it up. It's That's the thing. It's, it's a thing. Science. 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 It's science. <laughs> well, good thing you tasted it before. Uh... The, the tasting sense glands. The, yeah. Right. They're, Anyways, the they're, beer. They're a thing. The beer. So it's, it's a 6.5%, which is... Uh, you know, in my wheelhouse, I usually look for six and above, but that's my own thing. <laughs> or uh, 14. Well, I don't really look for 14. Yeah. Only when it's for you. You know, it's not often you drink something that gives you heartburn instantly. Hey. But, you well, know. It's because I can't Anyway, Moylan's Irish Style Red. I'm going to take a sip of this right now because it's probably going to taste, like, magical compared to... It is. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a million times better. Wow, I'm like that just like calmed my soul. Right. So yeah, it's not hoppy at all. There's not like really any, no, no, any hops at all. Not. It's a red style ale, so you wouldn't expect no, like, not no, too it's, much it's, hop it's flavor to real it. Real malty. Yeah, I would agree. Malty, and you've got you've got the kind of caramel flavors to it. Mm-hmm. It pours golden. Not a lot of head to it. It it's kind of thick. Yeah, totally. Um, and and a little bit dry to to the taste. But 
very good. I I think this is this is very much in line with what you would expect from an Irish red ale. Yeah. No. Totally. And I think it's, um, you know, the alcohol might be up a little bit too, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, no. Yeah. Not no. At all. It's it's definitely like a thick, malty beer, mm-hmm. and it's got that calmly sweet. Um, it's it's got it fairly bubbly. I would say. Yeah. For for most beers. I think it's kind of like that's what like makes you think like the thickness like mm-hmm. it's. You know, the the malt is a flavor, but also, like, malty is, like, really, you know, kind of thick. And... Yeah, and sweetness. I think that's the big thing. You're, yeah. You're getting yeah. some sweetness out of this beer. So this is from a local brewery that's in Novato, California. So this is very, very close to where, where Joe and I live. We've actually been to... And it's very close to an awesome disc golf course. It is. The Stafford Lake Disc Golf Course. So this is... I'm not sure how easily this will be found in national distribution. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, probably a California thing. If anything, you might be able to find Kilt Lifter from Moylands. <coughs> yeah, but, I think you can. So but Kilt this Lifter, one might be a little bit harder to find. Kilt Lifter is probably their, their most common, uh, commonly found beer, which is uh, also powerful. Yeah, Scotch Ale. That's good. As you would expect from a beer called Kilt Lifter, that it would be strong and uh, might end up in you naked. I'm guessing that's what they're saying by Kilt Lifter. Or flashing people? Yeah, maybe that too. I mean, if you're out there in a kilt, I'm pretty sure you're ready to go. Right, right. I mean, if, if you don't think anybody's see your, uh, your bits and pieces, you're lying to yourself. And I feel like I've seen someone disc golf in a kilt before. I'm, pre- I'm fairly certain I've seen that happen. We should do that. Yeah, I'll pass. I will too. Yeah. I don't, you know, that, I just feel a little awkward about it. Yeah, now. you know. All right. I've seen uh, many women disc golf in like skirts, mm-hmm. but I think they have like yeah they they have, they have like track pants ath- underneath athletic athletic you know spandex underneath definitely. yeah well whatever you know you got to contain things yeah totally yeah <laughs> so anyways uh, beer beer is good um, if if we didn't mention I also drank a buzz ball before this so yeah. it's a little we're just getting after it. Um, no, it's a good. It's it's a nice red ale. Actually, I really do enjoy red ales. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, it's, it's sweet. a nice change of it's pace malty. When, when you don't feel like something hoppy, which is the kind of popular beer forms a lot of Which is kind of my days. jam, though. Like, I really do, and I've mm-hmm. said it before, I really do enjoy the hops, but if I was going to go away from it, like, this probably would be the style I go. Like, I don't like the really just straight bitter without hops. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not into, like, the smoky, like, porter flavors. Yeah. Um, this, this is kind of the way that I go, and like yeah. the wheat beers, a lot of times you'll get them with like cardamom and like weird stuff in them, which gotcha. I don't like that much, so. I'd say overall this is a, a good red ale yes. that is drinkable and crisp and smooth, but it's, there's nothing, you know, overly, overly memorable about it, you know, that you're going to. I don't know, I think it's, I think I would pick it up again to drink at my house, mm-hmm. um, but like with like that Thick sweetness, like I feel like it's just gonna dry me out. Could yeah. So I'm like, it, it's it's for me. I'm just I'm moving to the next portion. Like I'm not gonna take it on the course with me. No. It kind of fits the mold. Like it's the right percentage. It's in a good bottle. It's look like I can get it. It's not coming on the course. I just. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, it's really like a end of the day hanging out at home. Yeah, I agree. It's a it's a good beer. It is. It is. Yeah. But no, you're right. It's, it's not a disc golf beer. Not not a disc golf beer, I would say. Whatever that means. All right, yeah. and then for the disc, um, I think it's pretty obvious. I think you actually said it already. Mm-hmm. Robin does carry. I do. The harp. 
to me, this is a, I, so I uh, love Nova's. I use a Nova all the time as an approach disc. It's, it's one of those discs that if I'm playing 18 holes, I probably throw it, you know, 15 times, something like that, getting myself out of trouble or, or, uh, you know, even approach shots where I needed to land right or, or even putts sometimes, not very often, but, but, um, eventually, you know, just quick. Have you put putted with this? Yeah. Just yeah. I would, I didn't, I would use this in the wind. Yeah. This is, this is like an emergency wind putter. Absolutely. All right. Um, and, um, you know, quick side note being a Nova thrower, I, one thing that prevents me from putting with the Nova is the overmold technology that they use. Their injection points for the overmold on the underside of the disc, they have these little circular spots. Mm-hmm. There's four of them on, on all Novas and Atlases, for that matter, um, where where the, the second plastic is injected into the mold to, to fit through. And they're like little tabs on the underside of the disc. And I just can't putt with that. It doesn't work for me. So I'm hoping that in the future that Innova... Re- well, you spin your disc though, right? A little bit, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, I'm hoping that in the future Innova kind of refines their, their injection molding technology to the point where... where uh, I'm sure they will. Where they get rid of that, those tabs on the, on the bottom side. Because they don't technically need to be there. It's just how they happen to design their disc. Right. So, and... If you want to watch some really cool stuff and learn about disc golf, there's some great YouTube videos on injection molding, which is how all disc golf discs are made. Mm, that's so cool. there, there's there's great videos about it. They're not tailored to disc golf, but if you watch them, you can see exactly how these molds are made and why there's that little nipple spot in the center of every disc that you see. There's that kind of uh, round spot in the center. That's where the plastic comes through into their mold. Oh, so, sweet. And then your your line on the other side. So if you if you want to learn a little bit more about how discs are actually molded, just just type injection molding into YouTube and you'll find some really great stuff on, on how awesome. that works. But uh, sorry for the digression. <laughs> but yes, the harvest But I was drinking four local gold. Yeah, but I, I had a four local gold, so forgive me. I'm frankly, I think I deserve like some sort of miniature metal for not being asleep right now. You know, a what? Like a miniature metal. Oh, okay. You yeah. sound like minstrel metal. Oh, uh, no. Like minstrel metal? That's what it kind of sounded like. What would minstrel metal be? I don't be? know. Is that I, like don't, a, like I a, don't really want to know. Is that like I'll a metal honest. band that is all women and only records when they're, when they're time of the month aligns? Well, let's stop. But that's too much. I'm afraid of whatever I, that is. Anyways, listen, miniature this metal. This is what happens when you give me... <laughs> four a, local gold. A freaking... Uh, for me, kind of like I said, it's... Um, it would be such a small, specific time that I would use it that kind of keeps that on my bag. I you don't... need to open your mind, bro. <laughs> Listen, I have enough putters. <laughs> uh, I, but plus, I and honestly, I don't, I don't love the feel of my hands. Okay. Um, that flat top, I don't know, just something about it weirds me out. Really? See, I honestly thought you were gonna like this disc because. It has a similar top to like the buzz and stuff like that. Yeah, the very flat top and and the stability to it and I think and... because it goes to like putter size, like it's it's a smaller diameter mm-hmm. than like a mid range. Something about it, I just I don't hate it. I just don't love it. Um, I'll be honest. There there there's a good chance there will be a time that I pull it out for some reason and then 
I'm into it, but right now um, I feel good. Like, like I said, it's between the judge and my gator, but I feel like 95% of the time I'm going to use a judge or a gator because it's going to be in the distances that I feel confident with. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't really see it going in my bag. So that's one, right? I've been waiting for this one. I've been waiting for a one and then three no's, right? Gotcha. Uh, So I believe this would be... This is our verdict on... on Right, right. I'm excited about this one. I've been... This one came to me a long time ago, but we couldn't use it until now. This is a black ace. Oh, no. This is a black ace. <laughs> Super cool. Like, it's still something that, like, people on the card and be like, oh, that's tight. But you're never going to tell anybody else about it. <laughs> like, you're not going to pump it up and be like, oh, this is not cool. I suppose it depends on how black the ace was. Like, how far away is that basket? How errant was that shot? I'm thinking Taylor, like, hitting, uh, what is it? 13 when you're from, shooting from 17. Se- yeah, that doesn't help any of our listeners. Or here, but... let's go, let's go. We'll, we'll do, we'll flip-flop it. It's hitting 17 on 13. Still not helping our Anyways, listeners. the baskets are a good... 40 feet apart. 40 feet apart. Like, yeah. they're not far from each other. Yeah. You're totally different lines. Yeah. But you're not, like, if you put it in, you still have somewhat of a chance of a birdie. Yeah. Um, but it's still a cool story when you put it in another basket yeah. off the tee. It's always a good story when you put it in the beat. I mean, basket. Right. Basket. Right. So uh, this is a this is a black ace. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Right. I'm, I'm shocked. Going. I thought you were you were gonna be like in like euphoric about this disc. So I don't I don't know what happened. But I've been backwashing into this four loco gold for you for the better part of an hour. And you get to finish it. So I'm really excited about that instead. Woo! <laughs> That's our deer review, our world-famous disc and beer pairing, where we review a disc and a beer together and tell them whether or not you should bag them. Now, we have a kind of exciting thing that we've been yeah. doing. So we use a, an app called Slack that is a very common communication application uh, for your phone, computer. It goes on... on all, all formats. All formats. iOS, Android... Uh, Mac, uh, PC, your Windows right, operating any system. Browser, really, any browser, basically. Really, any browser. And then there's also a downloadable app for your desktop um, that, that works out really well. But it's basically just, you know, a chat forum. Right. I think it, like, was started as a way for, like, businesses to, to uh, communicate between all their, like, mm-hmm. different sections, all their different um, offices, whatever. But it's something that we've actually been using for a while with uh, a good group of our friends, but also our fantasy football league uses it to to chat with each other mm-hmm. and talk trash and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, um, it's a good way to just stay connected and uh, keep open communication. So we decided that it only made sense for us to make one for the disc golf podcast. So. Y'all can join in. We can all talk together rather than yeah. having a bump between Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and trying to figure it all out. Um, you can talk to us directly on Slack. Yep. So we created each other, which is the great. Disc Golf Podcast Slack. And if you would like to join it, that Slack group, just email us at thediscgolfpodcast at gmail.com. Right. And we'll send it to you or hit us up on any one of our other With your email media address. Lists. you got to send us your email address. You can, you can direct message us, whatever. Or you can email us, uh, like you said, the disc golf podcast at gmail.com, and we'll send you an invite. At this point, that's kind of the way to do it. Mm-hmm. At some point, we'll probably put up a way to uh, just enter your stuff and get an automatic invite. But the other cool thing, as you get into Slack, and if you already know about Slack, 
there's so many amazing integrations. So we have a lot of plans to do more than just mm -hmm. the communications. Ultimately, there will be like a news feed for disc golf that you'll be able to subscribe to basically. Yeah. And you'll be able to see, you know, breaking news when it comes through from the various disc golf news sources uh, about what's going on, tournament action, you know, links to watching these live videos. Right. We can post those very easily. I also took my time to make custom disc golf emojis. You did, and they're awesome. So we have emojis that are custom to disc golf. We have, you know, headshots of all the pro players. I've got baskets. I've got people playing disc golf. I've got, I even took from the, the Pixel Disc Golf game. Right, if you haven't played that, by the way, you're missing yeah. out. Pixel, Pixel Disc Golf 2. Uh, check that out. It's a great game. But I took screenshots of that and isolated some things. So I made probably, at this point, there's there's probably 30 of them, different emojis that I made. Disc Golf baskets, discs, uh, pro players, all kinds of stuff that are in there. So there's some kind of fun things about it, too, if you like adding those in. So, but it, it, And those be will be custom. Fun. You won't be able to use those anywhere else. So Right. And it's basically, you know, we can all start our own crew and chat together and, um, you know, rather than us getting messages from y'all and then trying to talk with others. It's just a great way to communicate and kind of share a love for the sport. Um, and then also probably share a love for some beers too. Yeah. So get, get out there. You get to meet the other, uh, disc golf podcast listeners. Maybe, you know, find the man of your dreams on our, on our Slack channel or the, or the lady. Sure. I, if the, I, I know of one lady listening. I know we'll have at least two. I guarantee it. Yeah. Do you want to do you so. want to make a do you want to make a malt liquor bet on it? <laughs> no, I do not, because you don't you play dirty. This is not fair. It's pretty dirty. This is outside. First of all, it's 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 eight ounces more than the limit. I told you so don't we, have to finish it. I already told that. you don't have to finish it. Hold on, I need to spit in it before I give it back to you. But, please, please don't. Yeah. Um, but no, we're super excited about it. Um, like we said, it's something that we use in our daily lives. At this point, I'll be honest. Rob and I don't text anymore. I don't know the last time that we texted each other for anything. We pretty much all of our communication, podcast or otherwise, if not in person, is through Slack. Yeah. And that's the thing. You can private message anybody on Slack, and that's what we use. So Joe and I communicate through this Disc Golf Podcast Slack group that we created and, uh, and just use it as, as yeah. our tech. It's, it's really cool. And the more that you learn about the more we learn about it. There are so many possibilities to do really cool stuff on yeah. it. So we're excited. So hit us up on one of our social media outlets. You can send also, us your email address and we'll, we'll yeah. send you an invite. So Joe, tell them our, uh, our social media outlets. So we are on Twitter. We are at The Disc Pod. We are on Instagram, The Disc Golf Podcast. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Disc Golf Podcast. If you want to check out our SoundCloud, you can actually just go to thediscgolfpodcast.com. Yeah, perfect. And uh, Joe, did I drink two-thirds of that? You, you probably drank more than that. Damn it. I mean, you did a good job. I actually, I was looking at that can earlier, and I was like, he's, he's going slow. You, uh, you did some work, my friend. <laughs> and with that, get out there, play some disc golf. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the disc golf pro tour. Watch that live coverage. Get out there, throw stuff at stuff. And hit us up on Slack. We're going to have a good time. Let's do it.